So continuing on Feedback 42 about this sensitive topic, about the importance of meeting each other's needs sexually, even if the one, one of the spouses has very little or no interest while the other one has a very strong interest. And there's a need to accommodate. And so there's a medical side of it we talked about just now that has to be, you know, dealt with. But sometimes it's a mental thing where one person will simply say one of the two. I I just don't need this. There's a hidden annoyance there and resentments towards your spouse. You know, why does he or she need this for so much? What is wrong with them? And they have to adjust their thinking here. Because that thinking could actually ruin your marriage. When you withhold sex on a continuous basis with a disdain and a lack of discre- the, 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 a lack of respect, thinking the, your, the other, you know, your husband or wife is some maniac animal uh, because they have a strong desire to be with you. And that spouse senses that resentment you're feeling, that you don't, and, and the way they interpret it is, you don't care about me. You don't really love me. And there needs to be an honest and open discussion about this. And uh, it's 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 very important. And on on the one that is the you know needs it a lot, and they're frustrated now. So on them, I'm telling them, they cannot become uh, bitter about it. They cannot become sarcastic about it. They cannot create unhealthy pressure on their spouse that is not desiring of this and create crazy pressure on them. That's wrong. You can't do that either. But what you need to do is in an open way, let them know that you really need this. You need this as a form of affection. Physically, you need it. And um, you find ways to, to express that affection in the non-bedroom aspects. That's very important. Sometimes you have to do that without any expectation of anything in return. And even that, if that, that's very hard. So I'm telling the high, high sex drive person they need to do that a lot of times. They need to talk it over. They could express what they need. But sometimes they need to show that affection and not necessarily always expect things in return. And both the husband and the wife need to daven in this area. If there's a discrepancy in this area that's very large, they need to be mispalo and ask for guidance from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They could go to a therapist and counseling. That's also recommended very often when that disparity is a very large one. And sometimes that's needed. But if they work it out between themselves, they could work it out between themselves. And here is where, and this is a terrible thing, and this is why you have to be careful on so much messed up um, hashkafas there are out there, where secular therapist, there was a couple that went to secular therapist, not a religious one. Now, we're talking about religious, but again, you have religious people from other you know, faiths, could be Christianity, others, where they also believe in monogamy, you know, being faithful to one spouse and so on and so forth. So this, I, 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 I read up, 
where a couple went, a, a religious couple, Gaiusha religious couple, went to a secular therapist where they had this issue, where one of them had a very strong desire for the sex, the other one didn't have any or very little. And this secular therapist basically recommended that to the, the one that has the high drive have an open marriage. Let him or her do whatever they want with in the sexual realm with any other person. Terrible advice. Not just Baruchnius, of course, where it's like, like the Dora Mabel and Sedoim, uh, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> a breakdown in complete society. But 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 just Apiseichel, it is it is it is it is totally, totally destructive advice. Obviously. And that clearly is wrong and unhealthy and destructive. But again, if there's to be a long-term monogamous relationship and no sexual energy in any other place, then it's so important to have an open, honest discussion about this. The high, the sexual desired partner cannot become bitter or pressure or become sarcastic, or try to stray because they're fed up or they just can't take it anymore. They have to really be strong and mature about that. But the one with the lower desire needs to also understand the ramifications of their constant refusals. And and again, a lot of times it's unintentional. They don't mean to hurt. It's not meant to hurt. We're not talking about... It's a separate subject which we're not talking about now, where sometimes people punish each other in sexual ways by doing things they shouldn't do or withholding things that, you know, withholding it should, should cause people pain. But that's not the case in 90, over 90% of the time. Very often it's unintentionally hurting. You're just simply not interested. You don't have a desire. Sometimes there could be a reason behind it, past abuse, anxiety, whatever needs to be worked through, and so on and so forth. Um, But any type of sexual indulgence outside the marriage needs to be eliminated, period. And it's only, obviously, between husband and wife. And um, it's very important that they come to an agreement, a middle ground, where the low one, the low desired one, pushes themselves to be accommodating, see the need of the other one, and with love to allow, to fulfill it, they'll insel- they themselves, number one, like I said, they'll get repaid triple with the Hakara Satayu they have, and number two is they'll enjoy it more too. But one thing I will tell you, and I'll be messiahing with this, that all of you that have that higher drive than your spouse need to understand Sometimes you have a complaint. Why am I the one always that is initiating? You know, why is it always like 100% of the time, 98% of the time, I'm the one that's showing my interest and you're never showing any interest? It's, you know, and they're very insulted and hurt by that. But when I read up on it and uh, listened to interviews and things like that, it came as follows. The lower sexual drive person responded to that as follows, and they're right. 
they say you need to understand something. This is not on purpose. I just simply don't have that need for sex as strong as you do in the frequency of it. I just don't. You, if it would be up to you, you know, in a perfect world, you would want it every day, every night, every day, twice a day. Me, I'm fine with once a week, twice a week tops. I, I don't need it so much. But when you say that I never initiate, that's not true. Very often, I'm ready. I am interested. I am ready to initiate, but you beat me to it because you're constantly, you have such a strong drive, so you're constantly the first one to initiate, you know, and show that interest. I didn't have a chance yet. I really want to. And, and I believe that this person was being truthful. And that's something that a high-desired partner needs to understand, that when the lower-desired person that doesn't mean they're not interested at all. They have the times when they are, but it's less frequent. But when that happens, they would want to initiate, but you're usually beating them to the chase. That's, that's probably what it is, that disparity. That explains some of what that, that disparity is. So again, we went through various topics here on this subject. And the key is, even though people don't like talking about it and that, this thing's this aspect of marriage is so crucial because because people are embarrassed to talk about it even amongst themselves they bury the resentment inside and then they end up saying that they're upset in the marriage about other reasons which you know out other reasons but the truth is all those other reasons boil down to this point to this point the resentment and the hurt and the bitterness that the higher drive person feels by being shut down all the time by the lower desired person and the lower desired person feeling, what is this guy or what does this lady want from me? Uh, you know, uh, you know, whatever it is. And that disparity creates other problems in the marriage. And that's why it's so important to discuss it openly to work on Tikkun Amidas, each one giving to the other and coming to a healthy balance. And if you could work it out between yourselves, that's wonderful. And if you cannot, you need to go to an appropriate party. Be Messiah, I don't remember this tshuva that well, but it was a tshuva from Rav Yainasen Steif in his Shilas and Shuva Sefer. Again, I don't remember uh, the entire gist of it, but this must have been back in the 1950s even or 60s maybe, or 50s, I don't remember, but a similar type of tshuva was a tshuva where a couple came to him, where what happened was in that situation, the husband really wanted to have relations quite often, very frequently, more than twice a week, more than three times a week, probably almost every night. And the wife had certain medical conditions where she, she experienced a lot of pain and, 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 and discomfort and, and didn't want to do it at all. And um, whatever, I think they came to some type of agreement of twice twice a week, I think. And he basically wrote in the tshuva interesting, like sort of like talking to both of them. That him, he, he spoke to the husband saying, you know, you husband, I know you have a strong pull for this, but because your wife is... Uh, you know, has actual physical pain from this and and these remedies aren't working and it's it's very, very difficult for her for real. 
you you shouldn't expect more than twice a week or whatever the number that he gave, uh, you know, to, to that particular couple. But then he told the wife on the other side is for those for those two times a week or whatever he prescribed that time, you have to really push yourself for the sake of shalom bias to do it, even though it's uncomfortable for you. So that's, again, you can't make a claw from a particular specific tshuva. But from here you see that you side of working out that difference. And it's very important to work out that difference because once you do that, and each one, when, for example, uh, the higher the, the sexual dry person sees that the lower one is really not up to it that night, stressed out, not up to it, and he really wants to, but she's really, really, or he's really, really not, you know, it, it just doesn't look like they're they're going to respond, then the higher desired person has to have that maturity to hold back. Tomorrow's another day. Not now. When the lower one is not up to it, sees the higher one showing a strong interest, and they're feeling more or less okay, but they have even zero interest. They sometimes need to push themselves to accommodate and out of love, not out of, oh, you know, I have to deal with this, but out of love. And because I love him or I love her and I want to build the marriage and I want to serve them. And usually what happens is you get back kifle kiflayim, double and triple. And usually the experience becomes a lot more enjoyable, even for the lower desired, sexual desired person. Anyway, have a wonderful day and atzlocha and bracha.